Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. It's my favorite thing about the app is that I can fire it up just minutes before whatever event I want to check out. If it is a football game, I usually plan in advance, but I don't get my tickets until the very last minute I fire up the app, watch the ticket prices drop, check the panoramic seat view, find out exactly where I am going to sit and what the view is going to look like from those seats. Well, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account. Then under the Billing section, redeem code The Athletic. Once again, that's The Athletic. All one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. Everybody is the throwback. Uh, welcome to Championship Week. Hopefully you're listening because you're in the championship game or you're just listening because you love us. Follow us at Chris Meany for Chris, at Brad Ziegler for Brad Ziegler, and I'm at Only Kid and on Cold Medicine. That's why my throat sounds a little raspy. Maybe like Phoebe, I'll sing some nice uh, sexy songs for you guys at the end of the show. <laughs> can't <laughs> I know, wait. I knew you'd get that reference in about Brad. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. But speaking of can't wait, Brad, I think a lot of people can't wait. For this week's game is because Monday, before the games were even over, were who should I start my championship game? It was like, holy crap, we haven't even got the waivers <laughs> yet. And I know everybody's excited. The best news is we don't have to deal with Thursday night football. We have Saturday football, don't forget, by the way. And let's kick things off right there, Brad. Let's jump right into it because I think the question we're going to have for this I call this episode kind of like who you want to trust for your championship game because that's what we're looking at here. There's one week left, hopefully. I mean, I know some of you knuckleheads are going to be playing in week 17, and we are going to have a show next Monday. By the way, programming note, two Mondays in a row, Monday, Monday. That's it. We're not doing Christmas Day. We're not doing New Year's Day. Sorry. Suck it up and (laughs) deal with it because it's Christmas and it's New Year's. But, hey, week 17 will be here for you. Oh, and if you Chris always loves to mock me when I say this. If you're listening on the free verse, theathletic.com slash the throwback, 40% off. So there's a New Year's present. There's a Christmas present for you. That's not a mock. No, no, I I just – I've stole that from you. That's all. That's no mock. Yeah, oh, okay. No, I like it. Free ones. Nice. Giddy up. So it's an homage is what right. you're saying. All right. So as I was going to say, Brad, and jump off with this, Shard Perriman, as you talked about on Monday's show, the number one wide receiver for week 15, and Brashard Perriman, <laughs> the number one wide receiver for the Buccaneers, is like the Bucks still haven't said Godwin's out, but we know he's out. Yeah, so no way. Here's the big question for both of you guys. Is he top 25? Is he top 20? Is Brashard Perriman, not only do you trust him in your championship great game, Brad, is he a must start in your championship game? Yeah, I, I think he is. I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I haven't seen any reason not to at this point. There, he was, you know, he was getting some looks even when Goblin and Evans were on the field 
as Evans went out, he starts getting more looks. Now he's the only guy left, basically. I mean, I know Justin Watson's there, and I love Justin Watson. Anybody who listened to us, you know, four months ago knows I love Justin Watson. But <laughs> Brashad Perryman, there's there was a connection last week, and the biggest thing is Jameis Winston is on fire right now. You have to you have to roll him out there. I mean, there's I, I definitely think he's top twenty. I'd put him probably in my around eighteen, nineteen. Um, but there's, I mean, unless you happen to have three guys higher than that on your team and, and you're an amazing fantasy owner, then, then I'm going to say you got to roll them out there. Felt good about him last week and I feel good about him this week as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would keep an eye on, on the weather. Last I saw is maybe going to be a, some heavy rain in Tampa, but I still think he's the, to answer your question, Jake, like a top 20, top 25 for sure. I mean, you're in that range. You know, there's a lot of questions yesterday at the athletic on the chat and most of them surrounded around McLaurin, Perriman and Boyd. It seems, it seems like a lot of those, a lot of people out there just like pick one of those three. And I think I would lean McLaurin out of those three, but Perriman is right there. <laughs> See, I'm actually going Perriman. Yeah. Brad? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably go Perriman too. I, I mean, I like McLaurin, I will say that, but I, I trust, I trust Jameis Winston way more than I trust, um, oh, Redskins quarterback, Haskins, way more than I trust Haskins right now. That's certainly fair. Can we make a New Year's resolution and get everybody to stop saying F1? It's McLaurin, not McLaren. Like, it just stop. It's not even close. You just, you can't just choose to call something somebody, someone something because you want to. Like, Brad, you didn't, you didn't just ever just say, like, oh, I'm going to call you this for your teammates, right? Uh, it has to have some relevance. Right, correct. I mean, I, I, I tried to call, <laughs> um, Giancarlo Stanton. I tried to call him Ton, um, number one, cause he's, he's, <laughs> and he's enormous. Um, but also, um, it's the end of his last name. Like, everybody always called him Stant or G or whatever. And, and like, I was like, well, why not call him Ton? Because he's a monster. Um, and that didn't go over too well, and he's a lot bigger than me, so I stopped calling him that pretty quick. <laughs> See, there you go. All right, so <laughs> on the flip side of this game, so I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I tweeted out, this is, and Brad knows, I told him on Monday, how you know it's not a Will Fuller game is because I'm buying in. So <laughs> if it's not that I'm buying in, then hey, Will Fuller should go off. Unfortunately, I feel like I have to buy in again, Chris, because he's facing the Buccaneers. I know he's also dealing with the hamstrings still as of today, Wednesday, doing the show, but he was last week as well. He had a solid game. It was a wide receiver four performance, but Kenny still stole the two touchdowns. Will Fuller, I mean, where is he in the uh, the realm of the Tyler Boyds and the McLaurins and the Brashard Perriman? Yeah, he's, he's just behind all those guys. Um yeah, I mean, he's, we know what he is, right? He's boomer bust. We know this. Yeah, he had a decent game last week, and then he doesn't show up weeks before, and then he has a decent game. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of a trend, but when he's healthy, he's at least been getting some targets. You go look at some of the games that he's played. I mean, seven targets, seven, sixteen, nine, eleven, seven. Right? He's he's basically getting right around that seven target mark when he's active and he's playing. And you mentioned it's a good matchup. So I mean, I wide receiver three very boomer bust if you had any safer options out there like i, I guess that trio of mclaurin and, and perriman we're going perriman yes over him, absolutely correct. no absolutely um and aj brown too like again there's a lot of questions like brown or fuller it's like we'll pick your poison i mean i think i'd rather go brown there but well so hold on all right so let me spin this back i'm glad you brought up aj brown we didn't get to his game yet but since he's in this conversation now since you brought him up i'm going to spin a question back to you and same question to you brad this is what i got off my rankings 
I am surprised you have AJ. What? No, 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 no. What makes you have AJ Brown so high against Lattimore in this matchup? And my question back to him wasn't even an answer. It was just, why wouldn't he be at this point? Like, yeah, are I we mean, really I, that afraid of Marshawn Lattimore? Not, and not only that, but like, have you watched AJ Brown? I mean, the guys, the guys. It doesn't <laughs> matter who's guarding him. He's bigger than any cornerback in the league, and that's. I mean, he's right. I mean, he's I, and other people. Well, he have plays said this. the Juju Smith-Schuster role. Well, he looks exactly like Terrell Owens. Michael Thomas role. Like he, it's like he's just bigger and faster than everybody out there, and you can't guard him with one guy. And now that they've got a connection going, you, yeah, like it. I mean, he's a he's a wide receiver one this week. Uh, I mean, I can't argue it. Really, there is just again a ton of questions. It's so tough. I, I, Jake, you talk about Monday on Tuesday. Like, I didn't expect the chat to be as active, and it's great that our subscribers and our viewers and our listeners are playing in Championship Week. It's fantastic. But they were just the questions were just left, right, and center. I couldn't believe it, and a lot of them were around Bo- uh, Brown and Tannehill. And it's like I know we're not there, and I brought them up, but. There's a reason that you're in the finals, and it probably has a lot to do with Brown and Tannehill, or one or the other. So I I have no problem playing AJ Brown, and I think he's a lot safer than Fuller. But I mean, you got to play this guy. He's he's just been balling out lately. Yeah, and they're at home too, which which makes a big difference. You don't want to play New Orleans in the dome right now. Um, in a they, must win game too, Brad. Like they're gonna feed him yeah. the ball. Yeah, it's gonna be AJ Brown and Derrick Henry all day if Derrick Henry can go. Yeah, Derek Henry, every time he turns around and grabs his freaking thigh at this point. So it was just, yeah. Have fun with that one. So let me jump back to, yeah, let me jump back to the Saturday games. And you just said something that I want to say about a certain player and the fact that I don't want to play him. I don't trust him. Uh, why would you want it? And Brad, it's Julian Edelman. He looked disgusting. And we like, so the two weeks before he was playing through an injury and had great games. And last week, I don't know if it just finally has hit him. I don't know if the cortisone's worn off. I mean, maybe you can speak to this, Brad, because it's interesting because the whole point was I told somebody, don't worry about it. He's played through the injury for two weeks now, and he had 18 and 20 points. What are you worried about? And then last week, something happened, Brad. Something something changed where it wasn't just the same injury. Either it got worse, something wore off, whatever it might be. He did not look like it was the same injury. It looked like, like I said, it got worse. If something like It would have been a mid-game injury. Can you two things? One is maybe you can speak to that as a player is what potentially could be going on with Julian Edelman. And two is, is there any way you can trust Julian Edelman against the Bills after what we just saw last week? I mean, I, I don't. And we, we talked about this the other day. Like I, I've got him down around like the, in the thirties. Um, at, at this weekend, I just don't, I don't, I got wanna, him at 35. Yeah. I don't want to play him. And it, he, if I've, and, and fortunately, the one league I have him in that I'm still, still alive in, I've got three guys that are better than him, so I don't have to play him this week. Um, I, I, I don't, from an injury standpoint, if he's taking Toradol, Toradol's a painkiller. Um, that's, you know, that's a lot different than cortisone. Cortisone's an anti-inflammatory that you can only take cortisone shots a certain number of times before your ligaments will like harden and eventually snap. And so I'm assuming, yeah. He's probably taking Toradol, like just to like when they say like shoot him up to get him out there. That's a pain medication. They put it right in your bloodstream and and you feel better almost instantly. And but you also could be doing damage to yourself that you don't even realize you're doing because you can't feel it. And that's that's the biggest thing to me. I tried to avoid painkillers uh, my entire career. I I was really nervous about gutting through something that I couldn't feel. And then when the, when the medic- medication wore off, all of a sudden I'm like, man, what is wrong? Like this is way worse than before. 
And I would be, you know, like I might have actually heard it worse. So I didn't, I never took prescription pain medication when I was in, in the big leagues, um, outside of when I was, um, dealing with a skull fracture. So it was, you know, it was just, <laughs> just like a, you know, was, yeah, it was just, <laughs> just a, you know, extreme circumstance, but, but like for my arm or for my back or anything that, you know, my knee, when it was hurting, I never took pain medication for it. I would take anti-inflammatories, uh, to try to, you know, help heal it, but not just to, to mask the pain. Interesting. Um, yeah, I would agree with you though. Edelman, no, no chance. I mean, Buffalo too. On top of it, Jake, you go look at the game log with Edelman. What was his worst game? Don't don't count last week. What was his worst game against the Bills? And Tom Brady's arguably mm-hmm. worst game of his career against Buffalo. I know it was in Buffalo, but man, that D's nasty. Everyone knows by now. And if you if it's taken you sixteen weeks to watch the Bills on primetime, you watch them Sunday night. I know it was against Pittsburgh. Like that D is just it's vicious. So yeah, try to find another option if you can. And, and let's be honest, the Patriots offense is not a whole lot better than Pittsburgh's right now, at least the last few weeks. So, so there's no reason they can't do the same thing to them. And, and Buffalo's got a lot to play for. So they, they've got a chance. Well, the division's to, up for grabs. Yeah, really, they got a chance to knock New England yeah. off the top. Yeah. Oh, and believe me, they want to. Yeah. And, and as a Chiefs yeah, fan, I want them perfect. to because then the Chiefs <laughs> get the first round by. I think most NFL fans are with you. <laughs> Oh, for everybody out there, speaking, I'm glad you brought that up, Brad. Uh, so for everybody out there that's like, oh, if New England loses, what well, do I have to worry about Lamar Jackson? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, teams don't rest people for two weeks. The only, and people always threw back Peyton Manning from years and years ago. Okay, first of all, Peyton Manning at that point was in a whole different situation than what we're talking about with Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Second of all, you don't have to worry about it anyway, because as Brad just mentioned, if the if Patriots lose, the Ravens could still lose and lose a tiebreak to the Chiefs. They still don't have the tiebreak over the Chiefs. So for everybody out there worried about the Ravens, don't. They're playing everybody. They still have to play everybody regardless of what happens with New England. So there you go. Yeah, at least, at least as long as the Something, game isn't out of hand. Cause they, if they do get up right. a little bit, they could. They well, could no, so it's the same thing I tweeted out last week, Brad. Somebody, somebody's. Yeah, somebody was like, well, what if they're up by 30? I was like, well, if they're up by 30, Lamar Jackson's going to have already smashed. Yeah, it's not yeah, right. You're probably, and what? you're probably good at that point. Isn't two of his last three games, he's sad, has he not? I, against, I yes. think against um, yes. the Jets, he definitely sat, and then... Yeah, and then just last yeah, week. Yeah, and even against the Rams, he sat too. So, yeah, if he sits, he, he got his. He sat on 37 points. I think you're okay with that. <laughs> I think he could survive. Yeah, for the Rams game, also 36.5 because he happened to throw five touchdowns in that game. But something we can worry about, Chris, and I brought this up to Brad on Monday, is Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel. And the car, like as a sidebar of like the real NFL playoffs and all that type of stuff, and we'll, we'll preview that a little bit with the shows as we get into the holidays after week 17. But – Jimmy Garoppolo was, this is the concern we had. It was like, Jimmy Garoppolo's had some nice passing games, but if the game is on the line, it's on his shoulders. Can he win that game? And that's as a 49ers as a sidebar. But the truth still remains for fantasy, Chris, in the fact that the only person that was valuable was George Kittle in the passing game, obviously. Debo Samuel and Manuel Sanders were nothing. And actually, Debo didn't even have anything until late in the game against the Rams, which has been a very good defense in general, let alone once they added Jalen Ramsey. Do you, I mean, Emmanuel, I put it this way. How about Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Julian Edelman, any of those three? If you had to pick one, um, which one's going to If I lineup? had to pick one, it's probably Sanders. Um, but 
don't make me. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to. Yeah, Jimmy G took a step back. Geez, we we're all praising him where the game was on the line against the Saints. And he did a phenomenal job. And I don't know, man, San Fran really, they really screwed themselves last week. I mean, it's probably, it probably means a playoff game on the road to start. And if they win that, potentially like a game in Seattle or Lambeau as opposed to at home. So I, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to start any of these guys, Jake. I'd rather, I'd rather try to look for some other options. I mean, Sanders, I guess. Do you guys agree there? I mean, he's been a little bit more consistent. I would actually just go, I would just go with Edelman. Just because okay. if he somehow, if, hey, look, the Patriots aren't going to tell us. We know oh, that. Yeah. That's what the Patriots do. No, what I'm saying is, if he sneakily got healthy this week, they're not going to, he's going to be listed questionable. Even if he's 100%, he's going to be listed as questionable. So, if, if Julian Edelman happened to sneakily get healthy this week, that's why I would just go for Edelman on that one. I, I don't want any of them. Yeah, like say, I gotta assume the same for you, Brad, because we talked about it on Monday. You don't want any of them. No, and I, but I, I would be good with Emmanuel Sanders this week. Um, I, I think the, the 49ers are gonna kinda, after getting beat by Atlanta, I feel like they're kind of embarrassed right now because that's a game they should have won. And there's, there's a chance for them. The Rams just got annihilated by Dallas this week, so, they're, there's a, they're getting the Rams at a good time. I think I, I would actually take Sanders in this group. I'm laughing over here because Brad, because quick sidebar, did Dan Quinn save his job? Oh man. He may have done it a <laughs> couple knows? times. Like, he may have saved it a couple times. That, that game, I think against the Saints when they came out of the bye, I think that was like an uptick for him. And then yeah, this, this past week is a big I one. Dan Quinn should have been gone. If save yourselves, <laughs> Falcons. Get rid of them. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Uh, here's, here's an interesting question for you guys. You talked about the chat, Chris, and so this is kind of what we always talk about in fantasy is perception versus reality. You know, we talk about Matthew Stafford at the beginning of the season was a good example of that is that people had the perception for two straight years of disappointment and he was balling out and it's, it, people show. So I, I, the perception apparently, and I say apparently because I don't believe the perception, but apparently the perception is Cooper Cup's been disappointing. <laughs> By the way, Cooper Cup has caught all 16 of his last passes in the last three games has a touchdown in all three games, and yet he's been disappointing. Yeah, us. I know. I, yeah, I, What's going on yeah, here? I, I don't know. I don't know. what the. I guess, like, he set the bar too high when he, you know, his first, what was his <laughs> first four or five games, he had 100 yards, and I guess everyone just expected well, that. That, that three-game stretch especially. Yeah, well, looking now, he had four, he, week from week two, three, four, and five, he had 100 yards, and he had three, four games – Jeez, man, what, like, I guess that's it. Cause I don't know. Because looking at the game log and there's, <laughs> and there's three games in a row where he had at least nine catches and four in a row where he had at least a hundred yards and then week 80 had over 200 yards. So maybe, maybe that's it. It's just like, this guy was so good and now he's, he's awful. He's only getting me 45 and a touchdown, 65 and a touchdown, <laughs> five, six grabs. So I get it's a tough matchup. Uh, San Fran did a really good job against him in week six. He only caught four balls for 17 yards, but. Uh, it's Cooper Cup again. This is a guy who who got you to the finals, and I still like him. I still think he's. If you don't treat him as a wide receiver one, I still treat him as a wide receiver two in a tough spot. I mean, I'm not sitting Cooper Cup. I own him in a couple spots and playing him. I'm a little hesitant with with the Rams against against the Niners and Robert Woods, maybe. But um, Cooper Cup's getting in my lineups. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. But he, I, I think the biggest thing last week is if you watch that game until there was about three minutes left in the game. He had like two catches for 15 yards. And then on the last drive, he had like three or four catches, scored a touchdown, and, and right. it was a complete garbage time. I mean, they were down by 30 points or something at the time. 
and it, but if you watch that game, it just felt like he was non-existent the whole time. And I think that's probably the perception a lot of people have because, and that touchdown, like it saved me in a, in a fantasy league that I'm now in the championship because of it. So I, I was nervous the whole time and, and, and watching that game, you know, especially because it was in the later set, it was just, I don't know, it was just kind of a, 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 a funky, you know, it sucks watching it, but then you see the line score at the end, you're like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, he had a, a really bad three game stretch, weeks 10, 11, and 12. I mean, week 10, he didn't, you know, didn't even catch a pass. And, um, but the Rams offense in general was really bad during that time. They've taken a little bit of a step forward the last three games. It's not where they were last year, but you still got to put cup in your lineup. You do still have to put a cup in your lineup. All right, let's move into the Sunday games. And I'm going to start getting to basically like trust factor situations here. And on the Falcon side of it, there has been few better defenses to face of late than the Jaguars, Chris. Uh, Devontae Freeman, RB2 for you this week. Uh, the pass catching is the upside, and they definitely can't stop pass catching running back. Yeah, the Jags have been a complete mess. So, yeah, I mean, if you're lucky enough to be in the finals with Devontae Freeman – on your squad, I uh, I would play him. I mean, the volume is still there. You're right. He hasn't been efficient on the ground, but he's at least catching a few balls. Don't mind it. Well, let's hold that thought. Brad, same question, and then we're going to come back to this. We're sticking with it for a second. So just do you trust him as an RB2? Uh, yeah, low, low, low in, though. I've, I've got him, like, in the in the high 20s. So, um, you know, 21, 22, okay. something like that. He's, he's still there. Yeah. So here's the sidebar question for it, because it seems that the teams that are in this situation took what Chris kind of alluded to here is, you know, if this is your option, you might be hurting at running back. And some of the people that I've seen at least so far on Twitter and the comments and stuff like that are – you know, play Devontae Freeman or wait for Madison or Boone. And, you know, this is so, Chris, this is something else that Brad and I talked about on Monday. I'm on the side of just play Freeman because I think the worst case scenario is that you find out that Madison is active and splitting with Boone. And now you're looking at both being in the RB3 conversation. Obviously, we would love to know on Friday, not love to know for their sakes, but love to know for fantasy purposes, that Cook and Madison are both out. That would change everything because then I would go Boone over Freeman. But if we don't know on Friday, oh, I guess we might find out on Saturday. If we don't know Sunday game time, Brad, do you roll out Freeman and not wait on those two? Or do you wait and hope that Boone has it to himself? Um, I, if it's me, I honestly, I probably wait, um, just because, and I, and I know you like Freeman against the Jags is a good matchup and the Falcons are at home. That's all good. As, as long as we know cook is out, the only thing that if cook happens to be active, that to me is the biggest issue that can muddle it. And so if we know he's out, I would be okay waiting because I'm okay. Um, I honestly, if, even if Madison's active, I want to play a running back against, against the Packers. Like I, in prime time on, you know, at home on Monday night. Like, I just think that's a really good spot for, for either of those backs, even if they're splitting carries. I would probably rather have half of the, the Vikings run game than Devontae Freeman by himself. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. It's, it's a, you're playing a risky game there. Um, I feel like maybe Cook will probably be active regardless. I don't know if that would just, oh man, what a, what a mess. Like, I just, I just feel like the Vikings will have all of these guys active and, and even Cook may not even touch the field and still be active. Like, I, I would, I, I may just play Freeman. I see what you're saying, Jake, but I may just take the, the guaranteed 15 to 17 opportunities against the Jags and just hope that, you know, he finds the end zone for me and, and knowing that he's probably going to catch three or four passes. But yeah, if we find out any news on Saturday or Sunday morning that Cook is inactive or Madison is inactive, Maybe it's just Madison and Boone. 
I mean, you could certainly roll the dice there if you want to. Um, Boone looked pretty decent last week. Find the end zone, get the goal line touches. But I'm saying right now, I'm just I'm gonna lean Freeman. Well, all right. How about this is the same game right now? DJ Chark should be back. So right now, do you touch Conley or DD or Cole or is it DD or is it DJ uh, Chark and nobody else? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I want to play any of these guys. To be honest with you, um, I, I probably Chark. I guess if I had him, I don't have any shares. To be honest, he's coming back. But like again, that's just another risky play in the finals. Like I would just try to find other options. I'm just a little hesitant with the Jags right now. Even though they beat Oakland, they just they've looked so brutal. Um, I'll lean Chark there, and and Didi and and Conley is they're kind of taking a back seat for me. I, I'm actually okay playing. Playing one of them, um, I gotta. I, I'd have to think about this a little bit. Probably, I honestly would probably prefer DD against the Falcons um, because I do think the Falcons secondary is susceptible to to giving up, uh, you know, quite a few quite a few yards, quite a few points. Um, I definitely want Shark if he's playing. I want Shark in my lineup. I, he's a wide receiver one, um, but I I don't. Um, if you're if you're desperate, then I would I would prefer Westbrook because of the low floor. Yeah, I mean, it's just been, well, like, what are you really expecting from, from DDs? Like, four or five for 40? You just hope? Right. No, I think he could go for more, but that the risk is that he only catches two for 30. I mean, it's been pretty underwhelming the last few weeks. All right, well, then, Brad, how about this question for you? I'm going to give you an either or. <laughs> you ready for this? Yep. Championship games on the line Marquise Brown or Odell Beckham? Oh, so we got Beckham against Baltimore, Marquise Brown against Cleveland. Uh, give me Marquise Brown. I, I'm going to go with the offense that that at least I completely trust that offense. I can't trust what receivers are going to be used necessarily, but we know – I mean, what are the odds of Lamar Jackson having a bad game? It's, it's probably not going to happen. What are the odds of Baker Mayfield having a good game – or having a bad game? That's actually pretty likely. So, having a good game? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> the odds of him having a good game are extremely unlikely. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and roll with, with Marquise Brown and, and shoot for the ceiling in that one. Yeah, I wouldn't play either of these guys. No, None of these guys are touching my lineup. There's no chance. Um, but, yeah, I'll lean, I'll lean Brown, I guess. I mean, Beckham's had a lot of bad games, and his worst one came against Baltimore. Uh, they just shot him down. He had two catches for 20 yards on seven targets. So, yeah, neither of these guys are getting my lineup. And if you have if you have Beckham, you probably have some better options if you're at this point of the playoffs because he's done nothing for you to get to the finals. Yeah, and that was before right. they had Marcus Peters when he got shut down too. So their, their defense is even better now. Yeah, Marcus Peters just gets out of there and all of a sudden turns into a, apparently a Pro Bowl corner, uh, according to is, the voting. He with jumps the, routes and see the, catches balls. <laughs> <laughs> what the best, you know what the best part is about this is? Is not only do the Ravens have 12 representatives, is that if they go to the Super Bowl, there's going to be 12 spots to replace <laughs> on the AFC side. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Which would be quite funny. Uh, I, I kind of, for entertainment factor, I kind of hope for it. It's, look, you know this, Brad. I told you on Monday. Just give me these four. I just want the final four. I think uh, Mike Blewett was the one who tweeted it to me, and I agree with. Or it was, it was him or George Kurtz. It was one of those guys, and I agree with him. Just I want the final four to be Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, Saints. Yeah, just give me those four. Yeah, and that'd be whatever an epic, comes from it. Epic championship day. Epic championship yeah. day. That's that's just all. That's all I want. All right. So here's all I want. I want Alvin Kamara to find the friggin' end zone. How about that? <laughs> so. Here's the question for you guys. This is, seems to be a lot, and I gotta tell people. I'll, I'll tell you what I've been telling people is, I'm not gonna argue against it. I've been getting 
can I really bench Kamara for Miles Sanders? Can I bench Alvin Kamara for – I'm trying to think who else. Not Kareem Hunt, but, I mean, we're getting down to the RB2s. Let me – here, I'll just pull up I my RB2s. I got the Sanders, same Sanders you, like, question too, Jake. Yeah, Sanders – oh, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones – uh, like I said, Sanders, Le'Veon Bell even, Devontae Freeman in this matchup, Marlon Mack in the best running back matchup of the week. I mean, people legitimately, if you're looking – again, this is another one, and I've been saying it how many times this year, Chris? Take the name off the jersey, and you're not starting Kamara in your championship game. But it is Kamara. It's against the, the Titans on the road. Do you start Kamara, or do you legitimately sit him for some of those guys who have won you – probably got you here more than Kamara has? Yeah. Um, the one league that I have – um, that I'm in, in the finals with Kamara. I don't honestly have any other options like Pat, Patrick Laird, um, AP have been hesitant. I feel like at the end of the day, AP probably gets more touches than Kamara, but am I really going to start Adrian Peterson over Alvin Kamara? I'm not going to do it. So, uh, I still think Kamara is at least the top 15. You know what? I, I probably, I could get behind starting Miles Sanders or Aaron Jones over him. Um, but I mean, that's your, that's your call. I mean, that's, we can't make that call for, for everybody. I still think personally, myself, I would start Alvin Kamara over those guys because I know what he's capable of. And last week was just a Drew Brees week. Let's on prime time. Let's get the touchdowns, the completion record, all that stuff was all Brees. Maybe they, twice. yeah, twice. Maybe they turn it over to, <laughs> to some of these running backs here. They still have something to play for. They, they want to have home field throughout the playoffs and they'll lock that down, I, I guess, with a win here. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would play him. And it, to me, it's it's not about Kamara's touches because the last five weeks, he's got 23, 20, 15, 17, and 19 touches. It's not about him getting the ball. It's just he's not as efficient this year as he's been in the past. And in the past, he had stupid right. efficiency. So, it, But the opportunity is still there. I mean, they were, uh, you know, the last game, Taysom Hill catches a ball at like the four-yard line and breaks a tackle to get into the end zone. If he gets tackled right there, there's a chance Kamara scores and and – you know, or, I mean, it could have been Latavius Murray too. I don't know, but it, it was just the idea that like, if something breaks his way, there's a chance that, that he gets in the end zone. He's still involved in the passing game. He's got the last six games, eight, 10, nine, four, four, five catches. He's still being used. I want him in my lineup. He's a top 10 running back and there's no way I'm taking him out in my championship. Well, you know, you look at the yards for carry 4.5 last year is 4.6. It's just the touchdowns. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he's have, he has more catches per game this season than any other game of his career. I mean, he had eight or he, any other season rather the career. He had 81 as a rookie in 16, 81 last year through 15. He's got 73 through 12. The targets haven't been there. The yards per catch haven't been there. 10.2 as a rookie, 8.8. He's, he hasn't been as explosive, only 6.6 this year, but I mean, I f still feel like, on the ground, he's been just as efficient. It's just what you talked about, Jake. I mean, the touchdowns. You get 14. What do you have, 19, 18 last year, 14 on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. He's got two this year, and they were both in the same game in week three. So it's it's like he hasn't scored in a long time. Like there's, It could be one of those games where he gets like three or four. Yeah, he is, it could be one of those games where he gets three or four touchdowns. And Drew Brees got his record, and – and there's no way Tom Brady's gonna gonna pass him, um, you know, by the against the Bills. So I I think it could be one of those games where he's like, hey, we're up. You know what, Alvin, you're getting you're getting some scores to pad your stats before the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, we can hope, but yeah, I brought up the Falcons for that reason. That was the 2016 to 2017. It wasn't just regression. It was a 180 regression. It just went to the other extreme because at this point. He should have more touchdowns based on his volume and his opportunities. So, speaking of opportunities, I'm coming back to Marlon Mack here. 
and Marlon Mack, who's what you know. Look, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle. Let's be honest. That's what he is. He's not going to be involved in the, the passing game. And if he has a great day, it's going to have to involve a touchdown. He's been miserable the past two weeks, but past two weeks, and I say miserable because of the touchdown saved his day, so maybe not miserable, miserable running the ball. But it's been two of the toughest matchups you could possibly find. Two within the top ten, almost inside the top five for both of them. One being the number one in the Buccaneers. But he gets the best case scenario you could possibly find, Chris, because it's not just the Panthers run defense. It's the fact that you've given up nine more rushing touchdowns than any other team. Nine to running backs. Nine. As in second place has 14. They have 23. They've allowed double-digit rushing touchdowns in multiple, I think, half their games. So Marlon Mack, you put him out there for your championship if you happen to survive with him, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Brian Hill found the end zone against them recently. Freeman, Geis had a couple scores. AP, Latavius, Quadre Olsen, like, like, yeah. You gotta, I think you gotta play him. Last week was a, was a downer for sure, but if you survived, I think you, you can go back to him. I think he's in that range of like Freeman, um, maybe Philip Lindsay and kind of in around that range there. I, I would play him just because of the matchup. And I'm gonna go the other seven, way. Seven I, games, Brad. I watched. I watched. You're, watch you're that not game. starting them. No, I. I mean, not unless I'm, you know, kind of a desperate situation. If I have Dalvin Cook on my team and he's wow. inactive, I wouldn't start him. And here's the reason: I watched that game Monday night, and Jacoby Brissett looked. That was the first time I've I've watched a full game of him. He looked completely inept. Oh, he, he was terrible. overthrowing guys who were wide open. It, they can't. I don't trust them to move the ball. Period. I don't care if it's against Carolina. I don't think they can move the ball enough to make him relevant. He only got 11 carries. Um, they don't use him in the passing game. I I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, game script didn't favor him last week. It was all breeze. They came out flying. They were scoring points. Brissett was rattled right off the get-go. So I I get it. I watched Brissette it, too. hasn't looked good in a while. He hasn't. But, I mean, they, they put up 30-plus points against Tampa. I mean, against Carolina. Everyone's putting up points against Carolina. I was going to say everybody's putting up points against exactly. Tampa. Exactly. <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why I bring it up. <laughs> Oh, so I see. So yeah, that was put up points against Tampa. I put up points against Carolina. Yeah, okay. it's a positive. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair. All right. So let's talk about Carolina real quick. <laughs> Will Greer is a quarterback, and something else I mentioned on the show on Monday is Will Greer is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. Now, is he a better quarterback as of today? That remains to be seen. This is his first start. This is his first start where he's in that group of quarterbacks that I called them Andy Dalton when he came out of the draft. Like that's who you're looking at here. But hey. This is the same thing I said in the way, in the sleepers column, Chris, is I said, if I told you Andy Dalton was starting for Carolina, you'd fire up DJ Moore as a wide receiver one and Curtis Samuel be a wide receiver three. I'm not saying to fire them up as a one and a three, but as a two and a four, I'm okay with it because the, speaking of defenses that have fallen off, the Indianapolis Colts pass defense has been abysmal in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's been, um, some injuries and they just seem like they're done now, but. Yeah, I would I would play DJ Moore. There was a lot of DJ Moore questions too. I mean, this is another guy who's just gotten you there, right to the finals. He's been so consistent with poor quarterback play. He just seems to get double digit targets and about six to eight grabs every single week. I mean, you have to go back all the way to Week Eight against San Fran where he didn't get double digit points, and he's only done that three times this year where he hasn't had double digit fantasy points with poor quarterback play all year long. Right? Let's be honest. Cam wasn't good either. Yeah, this, yeah, you gotta play DJ Moore. You, and I, uh, like, two quarterback leagues start Will Greer. 
Absolutely, because the Colts are the Colts have been tenth worst. <laughs> against put them on the championship receivers. trophy and grab it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the Colts have been tenth worst against the pass in fantasy fantasy points allowed this year. Yeah, like I, I mean, they're twenty, and they started off well. Yeah, they started off well. So that means you know lately they're they've been awful, and and even on in yards against they're even worse than that. So um, yeah, like I DJ Moore's been amazing. Throw him out there. No one can guard him. The Colts secondary. <laughs> no, like Colts secondary is terrible. We're going to do a screenshot. If everybody, like, you know what? I'll see if I have enough t-shirts left over because I'll send it to somebody. If somebody sends us a screenshot where you win a championship with Will Greer, Mike Boone, and Brashard Perriman, I'll just give you a t-shirt. And you take your kicker you out of your lineup. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Harriman <laughs> is honestly, if he has another, like, not even just what he did yesterday, he's going to be a big, I'm going to engrave him on one of my trophies for sure. It's it's so weird this time of the year, <laughs> these guys that pop up. <laughs> like, we put C.J. Well, Anderson like I, on one of my buddy's trophies last year, and this year Harriman's getting right on the front of it. See, the, the, the little, a little bit of difference there, too, is, again, another one for Monday, is that it was all saved for the final two weeks. Right. Like, we were, this was a very media, like, a mild injury season for some of the big names that, you know, usually we get hit and we're losing running backs left and right. And we're picking up, like you said, C.J. Anderson is a top play at the end of the year. And Mike Boone might be, but it's only because the last two weeks just destroyed us. So speaking of destroyed, like, so I, I, I got to ask you guys this. So I, I went and I put Ryan Fitzpatrick as my sleeper. I don't feel great about it. Only, and I only put him there is because streaming quarterbacks this week for under 60% owned Fitzpatrick's the best and is not great after that. A lot of the quarterbacks that have good matchups are owned already. They're very high. The Bengals defense is terrible, but it's terrible against the run and whether or not we want to sit here and make an argument, Brad, that, you know, the Bengals are decent against the pass because people can run against them. You still look at the game log and there's a lot of games of sub 250 yard passing, sub multiple touchdowns as in one or zero and Fitzpatrick's been balling out with Devontae Packer and Devontae Parker and the and Devontae team Packer. is going to pass yeah, yeah. and Devontae and basically everybody yeah <laughs> they're going to pass they're going to pass they're going to pass and their running backs are kind of miserable right now Ryan Fitzpatrick QB one question mark uh, I wouldn't go that high, but I do like him this week. I do think there's a, like, you talk about a guy who has a, I feel like a pretty safe floor this week, but a monster ceiling, absolutely. And I, and it's like, man, I kind of wish he had his, his full array of weapons there because, you know, when Preston Wilson was there, you put him opposite Devontae Parker and all of a sudden you've got a legit passing game, you know, and yeah. I, well, I, then I, let me ask you this. The, the the battle of the Ryans, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Bengals or Ryan Tannehill against the Saints? Oh, I got to go Tannehill. I, yeah, I mean, Tannehill. yeah, it's I, I at home. Um, or how about or how about let's throw all three of Matt them Ryan. Or Matt Ryan <laughs> at home against the Jaguars. The, rank the three Ryans. All right, so I'll, I'm going to go Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they're pretty close. I've got Tannehill at seven right now. I've got Matt Ryan at nine. And I've got um, Fitzpatrick at 13. Yeah. What about Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Ooh, Ryan Reynolds top, way above. Way above. Yeah, like, he's above Lamar. He's above yeah. Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ryan Reynolds fan. Okay. Um, yeah, I would I would go that order, too. Matt and then Tannehill. No, he went Tannehill, Ryan. He went oh, Tannehill, did you? Matt. Yeah, okay, Tannehill, yeah, would... Tannehill 7, Matt Ryan 8. Or Matt yeah, Ryan would, nine, sorry. Okay, yeah, I would go Matt Ryan, um, Ryan Tannehill, and then and then Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the, you're right though, the Bengals defense in 
they've been pretty solid against the pass over the past few weeks. I mean, Carlos Dunlap was named Defensive Player of the Week a couple weeks ago. They've been generating some pressure, and, you know, they turned the ball over, and, and the Pats got a couple defensive scores, and I mean, that that's how the Pats won. That's how they won earlier in the year. We were, we're still not impressed with their offense. I still think they did a pretty good job of, of keeping Tom Brady in check, but... I just I have some some concerns on the other side of this ball. Like I know I'm flipping here, but stick with the same game, Jake. Like Cincinnati doesn't want to win this game at all. They don't <laughs> want to win. Like Tyler Boyd. No, I'll th- I don't know, man. Like, are you playing Tyler Boyd? Like, there's a. I am there. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he sits like in the third or fourth. Like, no, they no, don't no, want to win this game, guys. Thing. Why? They have to. They have to win both the final games, and then they still have a tiebreak situation for the number one. Cincinnati pick. doesn't want to win this game. Against Miami, they got the Browns. They got the Browns in Week 17. They're losing against the Browns anyway. Are they? Yeah, they yeah. probably are because they don't want to win that game either. Is <laughs> 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 it not going to play, guys? You know, I mean, I, you, you I've been listening to the guys on here that podcast, Rowland, and they're talking about no. guys sitting. Like honestly, like looking up and down the schedule. That's but see, that's the way. That's the only way you can tank in the NFL is if you legitimately take players off the field because if the if the Dolphins and the Giants proved anything last week, the players are going to do whatever they damn well please and that's going to try and win the game for their job. Sure. Yes, I'm not saying Boyd's going to get on the field and run weird routes. No, but that's why I would play Boyd. It's the Dolphins secondary and it's Andy Dalton's going to play. You know Andy Dalton's looking for say, "Hey, you know what? I I, I still kind of want a backup job at least, but Oh, I know Andy Dalton <laughs> you know? does. Yes, but there is there's some talk in Cincinnati that Andy Dalton could take a seat in the fourth quarter, third quarter. They're looking at the big picture here. Uh, I, I would have a hard time believing that in week 16. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. But it's I, I do think at some point, like, you're going to accidentally score touchdowns against the Dolphins because they suck so bad. So <laughs> you, you could try not to. And you're going to need Joe Mixon, like, sliding short of the goal line to avoid it happening. So Yeah, it's the Mixon I, show. Yeah, I, he's going to have to pull a – was it Brian Westbrook or whoever that slid short of the goal line to to win yeah, a game Westbrook. and kill no, his fantasy all, teams? I, I, and, I just – when you said that, funnily enough, uh, comparing the two teams, this, you made me think of Leon Lett. And you know, accidentally letting that touchdown <laughs> off the block field goal, like against the Dolphins, whatever too. it was, like so, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like I could see like the Bengals trying to screw up and like just accidentally kicking the ball all the way downfield and then falling on in the end zone anyway. Like that's just it's it's that bad. All right, let's continue to move on because we got to roll through a couple of these, and I'm just going to throw out some situations for you guys. Uh, this game as a whole, uh, what's the one wide receiver one? Because I feel like you can only pick one. Juju, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Obviously, if Juju sh- 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 sits. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> edit that, yeah, edit that, <laughs> that was a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Juju sits, Smith-Schuster. Don't say Juju Smith-Schuster sits. All the, uh, make sure you're careful <laughs> with that one. <laughs> or Robbie, Sa- Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, especially if you're on cold medicine, too. Chris, you have to pick one of those five wide receivers to start. Who you pick? Uh, Crowder. Crowder's my guy. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, so Brad? it was Juju, James Washington, Crowder. Who else? Uh, and Robbie Anderson. Basically, <laughs> all the wideouts in this receivers. game. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! Um, Unless you want to throw on Braxton Berrios. Uh, no, <laughs> and I don't. I honestly don't want to play the Jets Vince, guys. Like the Steelers Vince secondary Smith? is good, and you can say none, and I think that's the point. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want any of them. Um, I, yeah, and I'm I in a situation where where I just lost Chris Godwin. I'm in a championship. Chris is like, hey, no, that was an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah here, on, here's me the rules. Here's my, you know, here's my 
I just lost, like I said, I just lost uh, Juju and or I lost Chris Godwin. And if DJ Shark doesn't play, then then I'm in the situation where I'm starting either I got to start two of these guys: Rashad Perriman, Juju, Christian Kirk. There's no way I'm starting Juju in that matchup. Like I, I don't care that the the no, I would start Kirk and yeah, yeah, I'm starting Kirk and Godwin, and, and it doesn't like it. It's not even a question for me, which is crazy because I still think Juju is the top ten like dynasty wide receiver long term. And he just has to have decent quarterback play, and he doesn't have that. Yeah, that's debatable if he is long term because look, look, look at Ben's age, right? They and the quarterbacks that they've rolled out there in Pittsburgh haven't been good. But um, I, I would be shocked if Chark played. Like, what's the point? Again, like you're done. You, you have a couple wins on the season. This guy's had a great year. Why are we rushing him back to play against Atlanta in Week 16, like on a bum foot? I, I I don't know. Keep an eye on that situation. I'd be surprised if he played. But yeah, hey, I'm not playing any of those answer. guys. None of them. One answer. Zero. It's very simple. It's cream. Cash rules, man. It's you got you got to get people excited for 2020. You, you got to do yeah. it. I just and tend and to not, stay not away only from... that, but from his standpoint, like he's. I mean, he's. He's in a contract year next year, so he's he's needing to boost all the stats he can to then get that big deal because he's not a first round pick. He's not going to be, you know, he doesn't have that that fifth year option or whatever. He's only got a three year deal, so yeah, they're they're gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna be out there if he can go. All right, so Giants Redskins, we already touched on that game for the Redskins side with Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard in your guys' lineups. Uh, Slayton, I'd play Slayton. Uh, Shepard just had 99. Yeah, yeah that 100, if he'd have got 100, I might have played him, but no, 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I mean. Oh, no, wait, he had 111. I forgot he got that late. He had, he had nine for 111 in that game. So there you go. Now yeah. you have to play him, Brad. I'm playing both of them. They, I have no problem. They're, they're against Washington. Washington sucks. And, I mean, Eli's playing decent right now. And, you know, Slayton and, Slayton and Shepard are both good players, man. So I, I'm playing both of them. All right, so are you playing Kenny Galladay against Chris Harris in Denver? No. Question mark. Uh, you say no? I said no. But, I mean, yeah. again, it's all about context. Like, I'd play oh, – obviously. Yeah, yeah, some of these guys the that we talked about earlier. Would you, yeah. would you play both 49ers wide receivers over him or either wide receiver over uh, him? I wouldn't play Debo over him. But you would play Sanders over him? Yeah. Brad? Mm. I'm trying to look and see because I went through this. I, I would, I think I would play Galladay over both. Um, and and it's, Galladay over Edelman. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got both those guys over Edelman. So <laughs> hold on, hold on, one more. I, I'm throwing out some names here. We're 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 makeshifting a list here. Okay. So, uh, how about Brad Anthony Miller? Oh Chris, man, or, um, Kenny Galladay against the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Anthony Miller, yeah. but I like I have those guys 16 and 17 this week. And I've got Miller at 16 and Galladay at 17. So, and it's mostly because it's really? the Chiefs. I have Galladay at 32. Yeah, I've, I've got him pretty high still. I, I don't know. They, the, the Denver secondary did not look good to me last week. And I know they're playing in the snow, but it was, it was not, it didn't look like, the, um, the Chiefs feared them at all. I just, I'm rolling out David, Broncos defense with confidence. Uh, yeah, I was going to say David Blau in Denver. Oh, yeah, I just, it's just, news. it's the thing about Galladay though is it just takes one chuck it up to him and he's got a it chance does. to be a wide receiver one. And, that's that could happen. Like that's... how about how about this one? How about this one? I'll give you another. Plays Monday night. Came back last week. It looked like he was quite a hundred percent, but he's back and he's playing again. No, no aggravation in the injury. Adam Thielen or Kenny Galladay. I'll take Galladay, but 
but I I still would play Thielen. Um, you know, in most of my leagues, I've got to miss wide receiver two this week. I would play Thielen there. I I like Miller. I mean, I play Miller over a lot of these guys that you're that you're kind of mentioning just because of what we've seen from him over the past couple weeks: eleven targets, Whoa, nine, thirteen, on, fifteen. I like the volume. Do you still? This is a legitimate question. Do you still like him if Taylor Gabriel comes back? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Not as much. I, but I, I, at this point, if they play Taylor Gabriel over Anthony Miller, then Matt Nagy should be fired on the spot because Anthony Miller <laughs> well, has – Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons we should get Nagy fired at this point. I, and I agree. But Anthony Miller has made Mitch Trubisky relevant again like and made the Bears relevant because they had – I mean, Allen Robinson's been balling out all year. The only thing that has changed is Anthony Miller is now in the fold and playing well, and all of a sudden they're winning game after game after game. They have a legit passing attack now because he's on one side. And if they if they bench him and or, or at least make him the number three behind Taylor Gabriel, you fire him on the spot and you sell all your shares of the Chicago Bears because it's, <laughs> well, it's what, just that's what took so long too. Like and and maybe I guess he wasn't healthy to start the year, but he was starting to trend up, Jake, towards the end of last season too. And you know I know he was pegged for a lot of people as like a breakout guy, and then you know oh yeah, this is what everybody wants. Yeah. He had ten touchdowns as a rookie, and and this is kind of what they envision in him he's not a big play guy he's the he's the big body yeah. over the middle type receiver or and not or not huge body i mean he's what he's probably six foot and 200 pounds or something but he his game is that he can out muscle cornerbacks he's a strong 200 pounds so i i, I think i don't know I, I it might have just taken him a while to you know he came out of memphis and memphis is not known for producing wide receivers he may not have gotten the best coaching while he was in college and just been able to out athlete you know, defensive backs in Conference USA. So he now he's learned the NFL style of game. He's figured out what it takes to get on the field and and be productive throughout the game and not just on one play here and there. Yeah, I think they'd be silly to go away from him, even with Tyler Gabriel or Taylor Tyler Tyler Gabriel active. Yeah. I mean, Miller only had yeah, four catches in the first four weeks. Wow. By the way, if you want a quick clip, go back to my 2018 NFL draft profile of Anthony Miller and when I say glide and understand what it looks like for a wide receiver to glide go look at just the one clip I put in there there's and I'm even telling you guys to go watch this because I watched that thing a million times and still today it looks like he skips a, like it looks like he moves four steps by only stepping twice like it's like where are your legs that they're not moving how are you doing this like it's it's just it's very it's interesting to watch him because that's the he's the definition of like a smooth wide receiver if you want to see smooth so here's one I think starts over everybody we've mentioned so far and I'm surprised I'm getting the pushback on it and I'm surprised for this reason Chris is he's been productive this entire year, despite not scoring touchdowns. He scores touchdowns each of the last two games, and people are still like, well, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about? I'm only talking about Mike freaking Williams. Why are people hesitant to use Mike Williams, who's also facing the Raiders' defense? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get that one. I don't I, I'd like those people to be in my leagues that are hesitant to start Mike Williams. I mean, yeah, we mentioned him a couple weeks ago as leading the league in yards per catch. I the top 20 this week. Yards per catch? Yeah, I did. The yards have been there. It's just the touchdowns, and now the like you said, they're they're they've come over the past couple of weeks. Oakland is a dream dream matchup. I mean, the Raiders are they're just pathetic. Top five in plays of twenty plus and forty plus yards to receivers. Yeah, and he leads the league in yards per catch, Williams. So get him in there. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. He's been pretty efficient. Not not from a touchdown standpoint, from a yardage standpoint, because he he's not getting a lot of volume, and that's the thing that. 
I think scares a lot of people. I mean, the last, you know, look at his last eight games or so. Three catches, three catches, two catches, two catches, five catches, two catches, four catches. There's not, there's not a lot of volume there. It's not like he's ever putting out a nine catch, 170 yard game. He's, he's, it's like a two catch, 70 yard game or, you know, four catch, 70 yard game. It's big plays like you're talking about. And, and there's a, you know, there is a place for that, but it's, it's like, can I really trust that guy? To, you know, not put up a two catch 40 yard game and I get six points in a PPR and if, if one of those isn't a touchdown. He's going to have a thousand yards this year. He is, but you you guys ready for the uh, explosion brain like uh, gif when I tell you guys this? Are you ready for that? Because just picture that in your mind when I tell you this. So Mike Williams is wide receiver 36 on the year. 44 catches, 912 yards, two touchdowns. You ready for this? You ready for this? For somebody we were complaining about earlier in the show. And we're saying, you don't even necessarily need to start him for this year. Odo Beckham's 31 with 67, 9, 10, and 2. Yeah. Almost identical lines with 20 more receptions. And yet, we're saying Mike Williams must start. Odo Beckham, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is. And 41 more targets for Beckham. Um, but yeah. Yeah, one's going against Baltimore and one's going against the Raiders, though, too. So <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just – no, no, but I bring that up for the perception yeah. conversation we had at the top of the show just again. And I, I'm with you, yes, it, it's the complete op- opposite when you talk about matchups. And, no, I would still start – by my rankings. I'm with you, Brad, 100%. I'm just bringing it up for the perception standpoint of the fact that Odell Beckham's disappointment, Mike Williams finally paying off, and yet they're basically the essential – same wide receiver, two touchdowns, two two games with touchdowns, and that's it on the year. All right, so, Brad, I'm going to Chris first in this one. You like how I did that? Screwed you up there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's ready? It's your team. Yeah, it's your team, Chris. Oh, baby. Carson Wentz. Greg Ward, let's go. Carson Wentz against the Cowboys. And I say Carson Wentz for the third time because are you starting Carson Wentz for the fourth time in your championship game? Regardless, like, with or without Nelson Aguilar, does that even move the needle for you? Are you starting Carson Wentz? Because I got to say – I think you can for what he's done in the past two games with basically what he's going to have in this game, and that's nothing at wide receiver. And he's been good. Yeah, he's yeah he's been he's been more than good. It's it's been a it's been two sides of him. He's looked awful in the first half, and then in in the second half, last three games, twenty four, twenty two, and twenty four points. Yeah, I mean, how about ten straight completions in the fourth quarter with two touchdowns uh, to win the game, and then the week before that in overtime he was perfect as well. I mean, he's been fifteen for his last fifteen with the game on the line and and three touchdowns yeah. there, throwing to. I mean, Greg Ward and Boston Scott had team high seven catches last week. Um, so it's so can you start Greg Ward as well? Um, yeah, I don't know if you could start Greg Ward. I think you have to be in a deeper format, a 14-team league. I don't view him as a wide receiver three. He could potentially be a flex for you. Um, that's, Let's say that's you lost Godwin and you miss on Perriman and, yeah. hey, you go grab Greg Ward over – DJ Chark is active. Greg Ward over the ancillary pieces for the Jaguars? Well, I would play I would play Chark. Yeah, if he was inactive, yeah, if Chark was inactive, maybe I would lean Greg Ward over uh, D.D. Westbrook. No, no, no. What is I'm saying – saying? Yeah. No, I'm saying so. DJ, DJ Chark is playing. Yeah, I'm playing Chark. Which makes – no, no, I know. Okay. But we don't like the other oh, pieces you, as much. You, like you. Conley gets – so if Chark is playing, DD, Conley, Cole, we're starting Greg Ward over all three of those. Yeah, right? yeah, I would um, because they're – Brad? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm done. I'm done. That's <laughs> no, I can only say so no. much about Greg Ward. There's no, really it. only so much you can say besides the fact right, that well, he has well, well, 18 targets in his last two games. Well, while Brad is thinking, because he started with a giant uh, do you want to do a little trivia? Do you don't want to guess where Carson Wentz ranks in the year at quarterback? Ooh. In fantasy? Yeah. 
Uh, he's probably 11. No, he's definitely top 10. Brad? Um, I'm going to say 8. <laughs> like 11 is way off. Just, no, you, you, Brad, that would have been so terrific if you would have said, no, he's definitely top 10. He's 10th because he wasn't right. That would have been great. I just would have loved that. Anyway, so Actually, Brad, I see him Greg on Ward. one of my leagues. He's 11. Is yeah, he? I'm going by NFL.com. That's the one I always reference for okay. QBs. <laughs> Brad shut that down right away. Like, yeah. no, he's no. definitely top no. 10. Like. That's a huge difference between 10 and 11. <laughs> he's 10 on ESPN. And too, actually, the difference between 10 and 11 is 235.8 and 235.5 fantasy points. So, yeah, you're way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yahoo has him as 11. So ESPN, NFL, and CBS have him as 10. Either way, he's a, he's a borderline QB1. Um, what the hell is wrong with Yahoo? Come on. But anyway, so Brad, Greg Ward. Uh, yeah, I, I'd play him over the other guys. And on, honestly, I'd probably play him over the other guys even if, even if, uh, Chark is, is inactive. Um, just because of the volume. Like, I don't know what kind of volume those other guys are. It seems like one of them goes off and the other one doesn't and you're kind of flipping a coin there. Um, I like Westbrook more, um, than, than Conley. Um, especially if Shark plays because I think that, that volume guy is going to be the underneath guy, but, I would probably Greg Ward is that guy for Philly right now. Like he's literally the only wide receiver they've got, and I, you know, I, I think um, I, I want to play him um, at least over those guys. If I mean that's a desperate situation at this point. If you're rolling Greg Ward out along with Mike Boone and Brashad Perryman and whatever, put the ball on the trophy. About, oh my gosh! Like that's that would be the most epic fantasy championship lineup two, in history. I'll send you two t-shirts. Oh man! Screenshot, <laughs> screenshot those lineups, guys. I want to see it uh, again. Chris will come to your house and do your draft with you next. Oh year. yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's in. Um, I mean, I'm in some desperate spots too, but. I, I can't imagine everyone starting those guys, but Greg Ward, I think, is definitely in play. On the flip side of that, because Dallas is going to score some points, I think Dallas is going to have their way with the Eagles this week. I think so it's more I'm glad you team. went there, Chris. I actually like Gallup more than Amari Cooper in this game. Me too. Yeah, but but Cooper, it's a small sample size, and I don't have the numbers off by hand. But he is absolutely he's eaten up the Eagles. Destroyed the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, he really has. And, and see, and I understand that, but is here's the same question, and I'll ask what we asked earlier. Is he healthy? Is he in the Julian He's Edelman situation? Not healthy, yeah. He did not look good against the Rams. No, he hasn't looked like he hasn't looked good, honestly, for quite some time. Like, like the numbers Minnesota. have been fine, but yeah, it seems like every catch or in every huddle, he's on the sidelines from here to here. Um, you know, yeah. So looking now, five for one oh one oh six is what he had against the Eagles earlier last year. Thirteen targets, ten grabs, two seventeen. 10 targets, 6 grabs, 75 yards. So, like, in three games, he has basically 400 yards against the Eagles. And I don't even know if Ronald Darby's going to play in this game. So, you're, you're playing him. But I, I agree, matter? like, no, it doesn't. But I agree. I think, <laughs> you know, Gallup could Gallup could actually have maybe a better day. Maybe it's a DFS play for people out there. But you're starting both of those guys. Yeah, and I, I – it's kind of crazy. But I, I didn't rank them this way out of um, safety's sake. But I actually think Randall Cobb is going to end up higher than Amari Cooper um, at, at the end of the week because I don't, like you said, I don't think Cooper's healthy. I don't think he's, like, I think there's been certain games watching him. I think I could have guarded him and and probably <laughs> given up the same amount of line, uh, same same receiving line that he got. Um, there's, I, I, I don't, I definitely want Gallup over Cooper this week. And I would, I mean, I have no problem playing um, Randall Cobb this week either in, in I would play Randall Cobb over, um, if DJ Shark is active, I'd play Randall Cobb over the the Jaguars guys. Mm, I can see that. It's just it's it's definitely an appealing matchup. It's almost as good as you can get. 
Cardinals and Seahawks, I kind of feel like, maybe what do we need to talk about in that game? You know, you know what to do on the Seahawks side. You know what to do on the Cardinals side. So let's get to the final two because we want to make sure everybody gets things. I was going to save Monday night and say, well, covered on Monday night. But well, here, let we me, still have let me say this. Chris Carson or Kenyon Drake, more fantasy points this week. Oh, Carson. Carson. Brad, you disagree? Easy. That's probably why you brought it up. I, I'm ranking Carson higher, but I can see it going the other way. I don't. I don't think Drake's going to no, have no, no, the game you he get, had last you got, week. No, no, no. You got to. You got to. You got to pick one. Put a put a loogie on it. No, I, I've got Carson as the number one running back this week, um, but I, I've got okay. Drake as the number seven. What do you have Drake? And so I think it's in it's Ooh. in the realm of possibility that number seven. Yeah, I just I like the matchup. I think it's I got, okay. That's that's what's making yeah. the Cardinals tick right now. You're right. You're dead oh, on. It's a good conversation. We'll have to do this in the next couple of weeks. Like talk about that Arizona backfield, the future of it. I mean, really intrigued. Yeah, they uh, have to the, resign. Well, him. They have that. to resign him. Doing, but here's the problem is what I said is that they can't get rid of David Johnson. He's got like 13, no, they, 14 million dead cap. And Chase Edmonds is so, good too. Like where does – like – He's gone. Yeah, so he might be on a, he might be on another team. I'm, I'm interested Although, in – I don't know if his contract's up. I want to buy low so on him at Dynasty I, I, Edmonds. Well, that, yeah, that'll have to be an off-season topic because we'll make sure that we get this show under an hour <laughs> for everybody because they got better things to do. Ed, Edmonds has two more bears. years on this deal, by the way. Ah, yeah, so that we were, he was a rookie awesome last year. He was, he's not going <laughs> we gotta anywhere. We got to get under a minute. We got 45 seconds. <laughs> we're trying to get. We're trying to talk about your game anyway. So All right, let's we're talk not about your under game. Then. I know. <laughs> Chiefs at Bears. I'm not even going to go to the Chiefs on this one. <laughs> like, look, we don't need to. I'm not. I'm not even being tongue in cheek. The Damian Williams situation, we know, and we hopefully find out, but we still might not. If Damian Williams plays even against the Bears, you probably roll him out as an RB two. If he doesn't, you don't touch anybody else. It's very simple. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You know what to do. It's against the Bears. Who cares? The question only comes from the Bears side, and this is the question I have for you, Brad. It's your team. We've talked about this. You've brought it up a million times. You're running against the Chiefs. David Montgomery. Can you trust? him in your championship game no and I, and I number one number one I don't think he's that good but number two the Chiefs run defense has been a lot better the last you know five six seven weeks their defense in general has been playing better I think the Bears will have to pass to keep up they're not going to be able like Andy Reid is is like so Nagy this is Nagy's you know protege or he's Nagy is his protege he's going to want to bury him and I, I think there's a really good chance that, that he's, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm happy that you're head coaching, but also like, we're going to show you that you're not on this level yet. I think the Chiefs win this game by like 25 points. <laughs> statement. Mahomes yeah, in state, prime time. Like, I just, I just think it'll be one of those where like everybody questions the Bears and like whether they're, you know, even going the right direction again, even after the last four weeks. Would you start Mahomes over Tannehill? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is one question out from the athletic on the chat yesterday. This one guy's like, I know I'm crazy. I feel weird even typing this out and, and telling you, but I've been starting Mahomes. I've been starting Tannehill over Mahomes all all like the past few weeks, and I'm in the finals, and I just want to do it. But now I'm going back to to Mahomes, and I know it's going to bite me. And he just he, like he didn't even ask the question. He just wanted to say it. I think he yeah. just wanted to tell somebody that he's had been playing Tannehill over him, and he was going back to Mahomes. <laughs> he just just that's it. He just wanted, yeah, to, bring just wanted to bring it up. It's like, hey man, you do you. Like uh, I would start Mahomes, but you. You got something working right now. I'm going to start Montgomery against him, and and in my one league where I have Montgomery, and he will honestly be on the on the trophy because I've had a lot of ripped up leagues because I've drafted Dave Montgomery. So going all in with him, uh, you know, week 16. It's not a great spot for him, but at least some volume there, and you just hope he finds the end zone. He's he's been a top 25 back. That's kind of how you treat him as a borderline RB two. 
All right, so certainly. Uh, oh, maybe is Tariq Cohen the better play? Uh, yeah, probably, honestly. Between the two, at a full-point PPR, he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final game, Packers at Vikings. We talked about the <laughs> entire mess of the situation that you have to deal with. Again, that's going to hopefully get some clarity for Friday. Obviously, you can tweet us at Chris Meany, at Brad Ziegler, at All in Kid, and we'll help you out there. But on the Green Bay side of things, you know, this is a pretty simple equation as well as Aaron Jones, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. But here's the question here. If you are desperate heading into late games, do you roll the dice on Alan Lazard? Chris? I I, well, I think if you're desperate, yeah, if you're looking for some kind of let's flyer say we'll put it this, this way. Well, this is what I was going to say. Let's say you're looking at the safety of a Fitzgerald or a Randall Cobb or a Sammy Watkins versus just waiting for Monday night and saying, you know what, screw it, I need 20 points. I'm just going to wait and go Lazard. I would I would go Cobb. Um, who else did you mention that? I would just take the the upside of some of these. Cobb other and guys Watkins. Gonna... I'd take Cobb and Watkins Ooh. over Lazard. Lazard hasn't scored twenty points all year, <laughs> even in a PPR. So even when he's so had his monster games, he hasn't had one. So I I no, I'm not playing Lazard. Especially Minnesota's secondary is pretty good. They're not as good as they have been in the past, but they're still decent. And I no no way. Yeah, and Rogers also not really impressive. Um, and I don't expect him to be all that impressive against Minnesota. In mini. Yeah, it's, mini. it's Devontae Adams and no one else. As a sidebar, is that not the biggest travesty of the Pro Bowl is Aaron Rodgers over Dak Prescott? Oh, Aaron Rodgers Speaking over anybody. Of perception. Yeah, like, he's having actually one of his worst campaigns. I mean, he's not even going to get to 4,000 yards this year. 240 passing yards per game. It's very, very... The 24 big. touchdown to two he's, interception is pretty impressive. That's, that say. is pretty impressive also. He's been a, he's been an efficient game manager this year. Yes, yeah, and maybe we'll give him a little bit of a slack too because Adams missed some time and there's nobody I think, on that wide His wide receivers are awful. Yeah. I think if you talk about if you talk, talk about if you talk about pure performance, it's Dak over Rodgers, but to your point Chris, I think he's getting some credit. One because he's Aaron Rodgers, but like even that aside, even if he didn't have the career behind him, similar to Mike Tomlin for what he's doing with the Steelers, I think he's getting some boosted credit for hey, look, he's been dealing with nonsense at wide receiver similar to Carson Wentz I mean let's give Carson Wentz some damn respect that everybody wanted to throw at him at the beginning of the year and he's doing exactly what we thought he could do and that's make a team better yeah no for sure um neither of those guys have had a whole lot to work with yeah are you guys going to see Star Wars Uh, you better believe it yeah did you get Thursday tickets or Friday tickets Brad Friday there's no I got 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 kids that wake up at 6 a.m I am not doing Thursday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I got Friday tickets and one of the whatever the like the Dolby huge cinema like whatever that is. So and the reviews are mixed so far. Apparently, people are saying it's a great movie, but they tried to fix too many issues while still. So the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, guess what? It's a freaking science fiction movie. Who cares? Yeah, how much so it's going so to be four, four hours long. That. Is that is that what you're saying? They got a lot of a lot of stuff to fix. No, it, it makes it <laughs> basically it sounds like there's logic gaps because they try to make up for some of the things people complained about in the Last Jedi. Which my whole opinion has always been, you know what? Make the damn movies. Everybody's going to complain. Everybody always like we deal with it all the time. You guys know that everybody always wants to complain about something these days. How about just enjoy a freaking good movie? Just enjoy it. That's what I'm going to say. Enjoy, how about that? We'll sign off with this. Follow again, Brad at Brad Ziegler, Chris at Chris Meany. I'm at All in Kid. Make sure you go to theathletic.com/slash/the throwback at 40% off if you haven't already. But 
enjoy some freaking movies. If you're not into Star Wars, how about just enjoy things? Like, you don't have to find something wrong with every single day in life. Just have a good 24 hours for a change. How about that? Well said. I agree. <laughs> we'll see you on Monday, hopefully celebrating the title and the gloriousness of Star Wars.